I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome to a new episode of Land Grant's Stick to Sports Podcast. My name is Matt Tamanini, and on Stick to Sports, we do talk about Ohio State athletics, but more often than not, we avoid the X's and O's of said sports and dive into what's going on around the periphery of the games, as well as whatever else is keeping us occupied and entertained in between. As always, I'm joined by the Land Grant West Coast Bureau Chief, Jamie Urich. Jamie, how are things in sunny Southern California today? They're sunny. They're sunny in 75, living the dream. Sunny in 88 here. In, in, in Central Florida at 8 p.m. So uh, it's starting to get to fall. We're getting a, a little less hellish outside and getting just a little bit more to like mid-grade Hades. So hopefully uh, hopefully things will cool down here in Florida here uh, very soon. Jamie, we're going to talk a little bit about the changing world of sports broadcasting. Not only what we saw in Ohio State's first CBS game, of the season, but also the fact that there were games exclusively on Peacock last week, and they're going to be kind of spread out across different networks throughout the course of this year. You, as we've talked about before, often watch football games a little bit differently than maybe somebody in different circumstances. You are often at bars to watch them, whether it's an Ohio State bar or just a, a general sports bar. So your watching experience is usually just that watching. It is often more difficult for you to hear games than those of us that watch at home. So tell us what your watching situation was for the Ohio State Indiana game this past weekend. So I watched at a local bar with some friends, met some other OSU fans at the bar, like meaning I I did not know them going into the game. 
they happened to be sitting next to me at the bar. We walked in as strangers, left as friends. And the bar was pretty much empty except for the four of us and one very obnoxious Notre Dame fan. And the Notre Dame fan was pretty much the only thing I could hear the entire game because Ah. he was so loud. So I think for you, you are lucky because the CBS broadcast left a lot to be desired, if I'm being quite honest with you. The broadcasters for that game I knew going in were not going to be ones that I was incredibly fond of. They were Brad Nessler, who I generally like, but then we had Gary Danielson. And no matter how much I like Brad Nessler and Jenny Dell as the sideline reporter, Gary Danielson just trumps all of it. He was as annoying as he always has been, even dating back to the 90s when he was calling Big Ten games. And that actually was something that you might have seen, but... They kept talking about the fact that Brad Nessler and Gary Danderson had called Big Ten games a hundred years ago. I didn't care then and I don't care now. I'm not exactly sure why they thought that that was something that needed to be brought up over and over and over again. If you want to do a nice little intro about it, fine. But it was something that they kept hitting over and over because, to be quite honest with you, it sounded like they didn't actually know what they were talking about when it came to Big Ten football. They'd been so entrenched in SEC broadcasts for the past however many years, and especially for Gary Danielson, many you know many decades. Brad Nessler is a little bit more new to the SEC beat following the retirement of Vern Lundquist. But it really just wasn't a great broadcast. It was pretty clear that Gary Danielson, whatever fastball he had at one point, is is very clearly lost. But to me, Jamie, that the issues with this broadcast were much more visual. And I don't know if you could tell as much in your situation, but it felt like anytime there was any sort of big play, the camera wasn't prepared for it. They were always behind of where they needed to cut to. They were always kind of like searching for where the ball carrier was. And then at times too, it felt like the camera itself wasn't white balanced properly, which means that they hadn't tested for you know, to kind of balance all of the colors and especially with light outside, you have to make sure that you're white balanced. The visuals of the broadcast weren't great. The audio of the broadcast wasn't great. And I think we've kind of been spoiled with so many games on ESPN, especially, and then on Fox to a lesser degree. Those broadcasts are really good. They know what they're doing. And I know CBS does a ton of college football and a ton of basketball and a ton of NFL But they just felt like a B-minus TV product, Jamie. And that's really frustrating when you know that they are spending billions of dollars to have the Big Ten on their network and we're stuck with them until 2030 or through 2030. And uh, not looking forward to the CBS games. That is is for sure. No, and the thing is, CBS is probably going to make a hard play to keep OSU for as long as humanly possible. Um, because we played one game against Indiana. So a game that <laughs> actually wound up not being a terrible football. I mean, it was terrible for OSU fans experientially, but there was some decent football happening. No one thought that would be the case. And it had better viewership than any game on CBS in 25 years, including all of the SEC games, it was the most watched week one game ever in CBS history. Yeah, for the past for the past 25 years. For the years, past 25 absolutely. years. I'm sorry. Yes, not in history. Past 25 years. So, and it was the most streamed week one game ever on Paramount Plus. 
Yeah, not a huge sample size there, but still. CBS is not giving up OSU if they can avoid it. And so, like, I, to me, it was one of those things. So my boyfriend does not like sports. It just sort of is what it is. And I actually had a moment where I was, like, so glad that he wasn't at the bar with us because not only does he not like sports, he's a film guy, and I know he would have been furious at the filming. The camera angles were nonsense. It was bad. It was really bad. It was not an enjoyable broadcast. Nothing about it was entertaining. I was pretty uh, pretty annoyed. Totally. And I think not not watching with audio then made the camera angles that much worse because you're trying to yeah. follow what's happening without the sound, and you're like, well, now the ball is over there. How'd it get over there? I don't know. We're 10 seconds behind it. Like, it, it felt goofy. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The other part of this whole new media proliferation of college football rights, especially with the Big Ten, is that there were games that were being broadcast exclusively on Peacock. Michigan and East Carolina was the very first one. Penn State has a Peacock exclusive game this week. Now, my day job is covering streaming services, so I have every streaming service that I could possibly need to watch a a football game on. But Jamie... I think that this is this is difficult for a lot of people to to watch these games. And yeah, it might only be 
five bucks a month, six bucks a month, you know, depending on which streaming service you go with Peacock or Paramount Plus to be able to watch these games if you need to. But like, I think people are annoyed by having to sign up for different services to watch games that they are very used to getting either over the air on Fox or not that very many people watch games over the air anymore, or just via their basic cable system on on ESPN. So what are your thoughts on having to watch these exclusive games on Peacock, or if you don't have cable, signing up for Paramount Plus to be able to watch a game or something like that? So I've actually just canceled a bunch of my streaming subscriptions, which like the joke is on me, because I'm sure I'll revisit that when there's a game that I want to watch and I can't. But like my thought generally on streaming services is that when it first started and there was like you could choose the one streaming service that had the movies that you most wanted to stream, that made a lot of sense to me. But now that the streamers are putting out original content, a lot of it good on different and a lot of streamers will have like one show that's kind of must watch and well, you got to have that one to watch that, but then you have to have the other one to watch the other thing. And then you've got your one that's where your movies and your trash reality TV are or whatever. At this point, we may as well just be paying for cable. Correct. Is how I feel. And so I think that if you are someone who is using streaming services as a way to cut costs, because you have chosen the one or two streaming services that you use, this would infuriate me to be like, I can't watch these games that I always had on cable. My parents do still have a cable subscription. So I'm able to watch a lot of the games with the cable login. But I think that it would really frustrate me if I had to keep all these streaming services that I don't really use otherwise active to watch one football game. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's getting to the point now where there's been studies that if you do kind of sign up for all of the major streaming services that you feel like you have to have Netflix, Disney Plus, Max, Peacock and Paramount Plus, uh, Prime Video, all of those things. If you start to throw in something like a live TV streamer, YouTube TV, direct TV stream, Fubo, anything like that, even Sling, which is a little bit uh, a little bit cheaper, you're paying more than you would have been on cable. Now, at this point, cable is dying and it will be not a surprise if cable in general just ceases to become a thing in the next couple decades or so, because a lot of these companies, as we're seeing with there's a current carriage disagreement between Disney and Spectrum, which I know you have Spectrum Internet, right, Jamie? Because you were complaining about them today. I had I have Spectrum Internet. I may change my mind in three days. But yeah. yes, at this moment, I have Spectrum Internet. Spectrum Cable has lost 19 different Disney-owned channels. That's everything from ABC to all of the ESPN channels to FX to the Disney Channel, uh, Freeform, all of that stuff. And there's actually six ABC-owned and operated affiliates across the country that are also a part of this carriage disagreement. So, like, what Spectrum is saying is, is, like, you're charging us more money to have your channels, but so much of your best content is going to streaming why should we pay for this anymore? So it's getting to the point where I would not be surprised if Spectrum, and as they've said, they're kind of willing to just give up on cable in general and just go the internet route because that makes them more money anyway. So things are changing. We're recording on Wednesday. Just on Wednesday, it was reported that 
Warner Brothers Discovery, which owns Max, is going to put all of its, or maybe not all of it, they didn't say exactly how much, but going to put some of its fall sports content from TBS and TNT on Max for free. They will then lead to charging for it and charging for the live sports in February. So like these companies are starting to move sports to streaming services, which just means that people are going to have to sign up for those if they want to watch the NBA, if they want to watch the NHL, if they want to watch the major league baseball playoffs. So it's just annoying. And, and really the media companies blew up the cable bundle because they thought streaming was going to be this huge cash cow. And it was temporarily, but now they're trying to reassemble the cable bundle. And I don't know that it's going to work. I don't either. I, I, it's just it's just silly that we like have basically wound up where we started. Yeah, and and we're going to end up having to pay more for it. Anyway, and obviously, you know, inflation happens over the past, you know, Netflix has been around for 26 years. Obviously, the first part of that was as a DVD service. But like, of course the prices are going to go up just monetarily, but these have gone up exponentially and it, it's getting to a point where it just doesn't make sense to do it unless you have to like I do because it's my job, but otherwise Pick and choose. And if you ever need to figure out what the best services are for you, head over to the streamable.com. T-H-E-S-T-R-E-A-M-B-L-E, the streamable.com. We will give you all the information that you could possibly need <laughs> to figure out which uh, streaming service is right for you. All right, Jamie, let's wrap up this episode with a recommendation. What do you have in mind to recommend to folks out there today? I'm reading a delightful book. Um, it is called leaving west 83rd street and it is a bunch of short essays i like to kind of rotate between if i'm reading a nonfiction book it sometimes takes me a little bit longer to get through it because i really want to soak up the information so this has been a nice kind of way to break that up because the essays are you know two to three pages piece and it is written by an essayist who grew up on the upper west side which is where i lived when i lived in new york city and just kind of chronicles through their essay series what it was like to grow up in Manhattan, specifically in the Upper West Side uh, in the 50s and 60s. And so the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I really miss New York sometimes. And so that's been a nice, nice way to kind of take myself back there temporarily. It's called Leaving West 83rd Street. The author is Kenneth P. Marion. Awesome. I will also go with a book. I'm going to, this is kind of, uh, sports related because this is a series of books that were co-written by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Him, along with Anna Waterhouse, have written a trilogy of books focusing on Mycroft Holmes, who, if you're unfamiliar with Holmesian mythology, is the older brother of Sherlock Holmes, perhaps more intelligent than Sherlock himself, just according to the original Arthur Conan Doyle books not as motivated. Uh, these books take a different look at Mycroft Holmes. I, the last book I finished was Mycroft and Sherlock, colon, The Empty Birdcage. That follows 2015's Mycroft Holmes and then 2018's Mycroft and Sherlock. Uh, the Empty Birdcage came out in 2019. I don't know if they're planning on doing another one. It's been four years since that last one came out, but they're great, really enjoyable reads. Uh, I You kind of, you talk about rotating books. I often go through like a mystery and thriller and then i'll go with like one that's a little bit more 
personal or literary book. I don't do a whole lot of nonfiction, so I probably need to work that in a little bit more, maybe work in some classics as well. But so the last book I finished was Mycroft and Sherlock, The Empty Bird Cage. Really recommend that written by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Anna Waterhouse. Love that. I um I do a lot of my nonfiction books as audiobooks, Matt. Mm, I find yeah. that I have it's easier for me to digest them when I read them on paper, but I do find that I get through them faster when I listen to them. And so if it's a subject that is really kind of technical, then I have to read it because otherwise I'm just not gonna follow. Yeah. Um, but biographies, things that are, you know, things about music, television, pop culture where I kind of have a basic understanding of of what's happening, much easier for me to listen to them. So that tends to be my way to go. I I didn't really start listening to audiobooks until maybe earlier this year. Um, but what, like if I go, I go on, you know, various road trips uh, fairly regularly, not during the football season, but, you know, take a, a couple hour drives to somewhere in Florida, go to a beach, go to a casino, go to a show. And I just started listening to audiobooks and I've noticed Yes, I can get through things a lot quicker because that's three to five hours in the car that I can devote to listening to slash reading a book. But I also it, it I my mind wanders a little bit and it's harder for me and I, I'm not disciplined enough to like, oh, I missed that. I got to rewind. I just kind of keep going. But um, I do enjoy the audiobooks just because I can get them done, can, can get through books a lot faster than I would be able to if I just read them physically. I'm also not a, an ebook person, so I have to have the hardcover. Like I, I'm maybe not, I have to have a physical copy. I'm a member of the book of the month club as well. So enjoy those just, uh, uh, I fall football season. It makes it very difficult for me to keep up on my reading goals. Totally. All right, everybody, thank you for listening to this episode of the Stick to Sports podcast from the Land Grant Podcast Network. If you're finding us on the website, please make sure that you are subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. We are putting out one, two, sometimes three different podcast episodes every single day so that there is no reason for you not to be the most well-informed Buckeye fan that you can possibly be. If you want to follow us on social media, you can follow me at BWW Matt. You can follow the Land Grant Podcast Network at Land Grant Pods. If you want to follow Land Grant Holy Land, you can do so at Land Grant 33. Jamie, where can people find you? People can find me on social media at Jamie Yurich, J-A-M-I-J-U-R-I-C-H. All right, everybody. Thank you again for listening. We will talk to you soon. And as always, go Bucks. Go Bucks.